And we're back to the second part of the Pump Fake Podcast here on the Anchor Podcasting Radio app. I'm still not entirely sure how this entire thing works, uh, figuring out as I go, but if you missed the first segment, make sure you go back and listen. Not only was it hard to hear, because... Mark was walking his dog in the rain, had his coat on, was a little muffled, a little staticky, and, you know, the movement and the traffic and just the city noise, but hard to hear because he was dropping some truth. Watch your feet. Truth hurts. Uh, Hot takes all around. First, kind of asked him about the, uh, the trade suspension proposal brought up by Jared, who's acting like a North Korean dictator, just making up his own rules as he goes, stating that he has his own bylaws, uh, trying to make threats that he can't make good on, but that's okay. It's, you know, we've grown used to Jared's shenanigans. It, it It keeps things interesting around here. But then we moved into the commissioner spot, and, uh, Man, you know, got to respect Mark. Mark calls it like he sees it. Says it straight down the, you know, he calls it like he sees it. Calls it down the middle. Uh, and said, Ward, I'm dropping the ball. You're worried that if somebody else takes over the pump fake, that they won't create enough content. You don't create any content. So what difference does it make? Ooh, ooh. I have to say, you know, that's a that's a gut check moment. That's uh that's a halftime speech, you know. Look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, who are you? What kind of player are you? You're going to step up or wilt. So I have to say I was quite inspired. But I like what he said. I asked him, what would you do? And if you you know missed it, I'm just recapping. What would you do if you were commissioner? Two things. He said he would first add a flex player, either at the cost of a wide receiver or in addition to all the positions that we have now. Um very interesting. What do you guys think? I know Jared has been crying for a flex player for a while. I think uh, a few others would be open to it. Um, you know, uh, I'm fine with it if the le- if that's what the league wants. And then he said, and I think this was the you know, this is this is where the heat really turned up. He would start kicking people out of the league. He'd clean house. So if you're not participating, he he mentioned Finelli. A guy that doesn't participate, that doesn't jump in, that doesn't smack talk, that doesn't uh, participate in all the goings-on of the league. Uh, He called out guys who like to auto-draft. He specifically mentioned Ali. I think that's, you know, a bit of uh, a little unfair because it was Ali. I think it was his first time auto-drafting. I think he had some prior commitments. I mean, we always try to make this draft as convenient for Jared and DeVito as possible. Um... That's why we usually do it at the last minute because DeVito's holy holiday of Labor Day weekend. Um, and because, you know, Jared, uh, what was it, year two or year three, had a player get hurt and, uh, early in the preseason and he bitched and moaned. And I think he ended up finishing second or third. He did pretty well that year. Um, and here, it doesn't matter. We, we wait to the la- we do the night before the actual, you know, kickoff of the NFL season. And he's already got two or three players that are on injured reserve and, 
you know, done for. So uh, it really doesn't matter. Like injuries are a part of the game. Things happen. I've had guys go down when I finish last place. You know, I had plenty of guys go down. I never complained. I never whined. I never threw a fit about, you know, where we drafted. Hey, it happens. You know, but, uh, you know, the auto draft thing. There are a few guys who are just out there that just auto draft. They don't really participate. That's I brought that up. We don't need to revisit and regurgitate what I said, but um, yeah, uh, I think that's very interesting. You know, it, it, it starts to, you know, wonder, you start to wonder what, what the league could look like this time next year, how the landscape could shift. Could we see two or three guys who, who've who been a part of the league for the last several years no longer with us? Who would, who would come in? What sort of, uh, what sort of dynamic would that be for the league? Very interesting stuff from a guy campaigning for uh, to be the potential next commissioner of seven-star fantasy football.